It's a good show. One, two, three, four. We're future teens, and you're listening to Radio Eight Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. And for seven, count them, seven, seven musical divinations, we have been joined by future teens. I've really joined them in their basement. Thanks a lot. Welcome. Say hey. Yeah. Thank you. Hello. And uh, wow. this is, you, you're a lot of fun. You, cat, you cats and dogs, cats and kitties. We have fun. Cat dogs. And uh, and you know, if your friends are really cool, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting to know your music better now that I've been indoctrinated into the ways of future teens and shared your had feelings. Mm. And uh, and now we are down to one song left on the board and three questions left from the band. We're only going to pick one of them. Uh, but what is the last song on the board? Party ethic. Party ethic. And is this a new song? No. No. It's actually one of the first. It's one of the oldest songs. Yeah. One of the oldest songs. Yeah. Okay. And we have three questions here. And we already had, we got Larry's question in the last mm-hmm. segment. Well, uh, Larry, why don't you help us out? You get to pick. Wonderful. Who is, which is one is it going to be? Okay. Can you recognize the handwriting on it? I don't know anybody's handwriting well enough. <laughs> Let me see what it is. I think that's mine. Uh-oh. Yeah, totally. Okay, would you mind reading it for us? Yeah. How much longer do we have to wait for a new Carly Rae Jepsen record? Mm. <laughs> How much longer do we have to wait for a new Carly Rae Jepsen record? Okay, well, the answer is party ethic. <laughs>
And that was party ethic. The answer to Amy's question, how long do we have to wait for a new Carly Rae Jepsen record? Now, I'm not... Uh, I'm not 100% indoctrinated into the ways of Carly Rae Jepsen, so I, I'm not from... I don't know how long How long have we been waiting for a, a new Carly Rae um, It's record. been a few years since Best Pop Record in Recent Memory, Emotion. Um, it was very critically acclaimed, but had no traction uh, with the people, and it's kind of has been like a sleeper hit. And... It's incredible. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Production's amazing. The songs are stunning. Um, and I just, I want more. Okay. Badly. Well, let's go back to the song. Uh, who's, who's the writer? Daniel. I, I wrote that one. Okay. Tell us, uh, and you say, oh, yeah, because yeah, that's one of the oldest songs, and you're the only original member. I'm the oldest member, also. You're the uh, oldest future teen. <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm closest to being a teen again. Yes. Um, and farthest away. So uh, anyway, so yeah, the song. Yeah. The song is about going to parties with your significant other and how that can be really great or not as great. And uh, that's, yeah, that's How it. is it not great? Um, you know, I think there's, there's certain, so, sometimes when you go to a party and you don't know anybody, you feel self-conscious. And, uh, and sometimes you go to a party with your significant, like when you're with your partner and sometimes, uh, your significant other comes to your party and they feel self-conscious and cause they don't know anyone and, you know, navigating that dynamic mm-hmm. with your person and figuring out, you know, introducing to your friends can be nerve wracking and so on. So that's kind of the, the baseline. Got it. So Amy, did you find any meaning in that is did you feel do you feel like that's do you feel like you're the couple you're coupled with Carly Ray in this and I mean I sure hope so um I would love I would I love her um I think what I'm hearing from the pop oracle is that um it's that Carly is like slowly but surely learning how much we love her and that no that like we're ready for something new, you know, because it was like, oh, no, this album that I'm so proud of and stoked about didn't happen the way I expected it to. And it's this big sleeper hit. And now people are like screaming in giant venues while she does festivals all summer and like giving her a sword on stage. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just it's all building up to something really great. And that it's the pop girl Oracle is telling us about the uncertainty that she might have felt going into the next LP. Yeah, that would be a weird. I mean, that that's got to be. I guess it depends on how you relate as an artist. Like, if you're thinking, "Oh, I'm just I make art just for myself," then you can sort of just be like, "Okay, this is what I do, and people like it or not." But when you're in that pop spectrum, it really is about the numbers and how many mm-hmm. you sell, and then you have to figure out: Do you follow your own path? Like, I can't tell you how many things I love that are not that were not people didn't get it at the time, and then and. Now I people either still either love them or still don't get it. Recently, someone turned me on to the film. I totally avoided it. Do you see the film Mordecai? No, the no, one with no. Johnny Depp with the mustache. No, it, like people hated it. I watched it. One of the best movies I've like funniest, just wet, well done. Wow. Like as a comedy, one of the best comedies I've seen in a while. Hmm. And it's just 
you know, people, I, I avoided it because I thought people were right. I, w- I went along with the crowd. It's like, oh, this is bad. But then you actually see it. You're like, this is great. Hmm. So do you have, do you have, pro- are there other things that you've, like other, I mean, I feel like you, have you had critical, you feel like you've had critical acclaim with this? And With our album? Yeah. I mean, I would say. I mean, you you feel like you've been offered three gigs since we were since we started this <laughs> session. <laughs> it seems like things are blowing up for future teens. I think that we've like seen a lot more good fortune than we ever really expected. Mm-hmm. We um, really we really had no expectations when this band started. It was like literally our goal was to play at Great Scott, which is like like the best dive bar venue in Boston, maybe other than O'Brien's. Shout out Ryan. Uh, uh, but we just like set realistic goals and then try to meet them, but don't have any expectations of any, we don't have any grand expectations or any, um, I mean, we all have dreams as musicians, certainly. So it's not like we wouldn't like to play for a lot of people um, someday, but we're not, we don't have a chip on our shoulder at all. We're just not expecting that. Just if it happens, then cool. Is this the most successful music, musical project that you've, been in or are you have you been in other projects that you felt like had the same kind of impact this is the most successful project that i've been ex- very excited about i think it depends uh, how you define success yeah. yes. that's a good yeah. question that that and that kind of goes to your question about mm-hmm. carly ray so yeah. so in terms of well what do you what what is the difference between the success of this band and the success of other things that you've been in that makes this rich for you i mean obviously the people there's a vibe between yeah. the four of you it just feels really good you all seem to really like being in the in the, the room together that definitely helps yeah mm. my my dream has always been to make music i love with people i love even more and that's what i get to do with future teens which makes this the dream and the most successful musical thing i've been a part of like i've you know made more money making music on other things but I, I hated it and I was unhappy and mm-hmm. I wasn't healthy. Whereas like with this group of people making this music, I'm like very fulfilled and growing a lot. And that feels awesome. So are you all veterans of other bands you've been in, in the Boston scene like, that people would know? Maybe, maybe people not. in the Boston scene. would. Uh, know. I've played a, a lot for a long time, but not, not, not nothing in the Boston scene. For me, this is the, most exciting thing I've done here. What what other projects have you been involved in, Maya? Smaller stuff at home, growing up, and home being uh, in Connecticut. In Connecticut, like in the northwest corner, and side projects, and being a side person, and various people's other groups. But I think a lot of the things that make a relationship successful make a band successful. Mm, true. Good communication, having fun together, listening. Good kissing chemistry. Um, good kissing chemistry. <laughs> rocking out during that. Uh. <laughs> Make sure to play that song well every night. <laughs> yeah, so besides the music being awesome and fun to play, I think it's really successful because of those elements. I really value that. Yeah. But it does seem like people are, like, there is a, there is a response. There is a, a lot of times with, with bands, you have this thing, like, I'm, I'm pitching myself. I want to get the gig. I want to get this gig. I want to get people to come out. And then at a certain point, it shifts, and people are saying, "We want you to come and do a gig." When are you? When is the next Future Teens record? When is the next Carly Rae record going to come out? I'm dying to hear it, as opposed to you being. I'm dying for you to hear it. 
but it feels like that shift is kind of happening with your band. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of cool and kind of sad, but yeah, we've <laughs> we've had, <laughs> which is like us. Just like, uh, no, um, just you know, in terms of offers, we've definitely been really lucky lately uh, um, to get to play with some of our favorite bands. Um, so that's been really great. But you know, then that also means that a lot of our friends come through Boston. They're like, can we play together? And we're like, we can't, we're away or we can't like, we already have a Boston date. So, you know, there's ups and downs to it, but we just make sure, honestly, all that means is that we just set up a show for those friends. Yeah. And that's really fun with our other friends. So it works out, but yeah, I mean, I think I'll, when we, someday when we sell out our first show, I'll feel sad because there are people who couldn't get in, but I also feel like yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. But it's, you, you know, think about both sides of that. Right, right. Yeah, it's weird to be in a position where we're saying no to more things than we get to say yes to for a little while. Or maybe, I don't know, for a long while. That's a great... Depending on how things go. It's a great play, position to be in. It means that you can... It just means that you have a lot more... Um, kind of power as a band to not just in the power of like power over but power to it to to bring your energy to something to like make a difference to you know it, whether it's like oh uh, yeah we're going to say yes to this benefit and by doing this benefit we're that means that 150 more people are going to come to this and we're going they're going to raise that much more and knowing that you have that kind of social capital to yeah. to bring to the things you care about is just yeah. just great um now, I know we, we, we didn't get them as the answers, but I kind of want to read the other two questions. Cause yeah, cool. sure. So, do you mind? No, I don't do mind. It. It's, just, it's just funny. So, I wonder how this would have answered. So, if, uh, if the question, what is the meaning of life, which was <laughs> whose? That was Maya's question. Uh, if, that, if that had been, if party ethic had been the answer, what would you have thought? Of, uh, I just would have been excited because that song is called Party Ethic. And it's very fun. The meaning of life is to party, to party. ethically. <laughs> to party, party ethically. ethically. Party ethically, especially in these, yeah. we're we're hearing about some pretty un, untoward parties yes, that were going on at uh, with our our potential. I hope by the time oh, yeah. I hope by the right. time this comes out, our thoroughly discredited non. Supreme Court Justice. Yeah, this will be uh, a very passe conversation. God is is willing. Yes. And then, I love this question. When will I cry next? (laughs) (laughs) That is a really great question. And what inspired, what would you think if this was, was, that's yours, Daniel. What what would you think if if party ethic had answered that? I think next time I'm at a party with some significant other that I don't have right now. That I'll cry, I guess. Or the next party, I don't know. Crying at the party. Crying at the party, yeah. I don't know. Party and you'll cry. Right, maybe I'll throw a party and then I'll cry. Like a cry, like that'd be awesome. Like a cry party. (sighs) Oh, yeah. I like that idea. It's just get yeah. to, I you know. I don't want to cry with anyone ever. Yeah, really? I hate crying in front of people. I I only, only time I'll cry in front of other people is on a plane. I'll cry like a lot on a plane because I'm just like, I don't know you. Somehow that's better. But in a movie theater, no, I won't cry. Mm. But on a plane. I cry a lot in movie theaters. Really? Really? Yeah. But all the lights are on in the plane. No, no, I mean like, you know, it's like overnight flight, oh. red eye, and you're just watching and you're just like sobbing because you're watching Mr. Rogers mm. or whatever. 
just a hypothetical no, situation. No, I mean, I don't know about that. I don't, I've never cried in my life. <laughs> so <laughs> crying, crying with other people, not... Do you, do you, are you all in, all in agreement no, on that? I like to cry. I'll cry with, that, with everyone. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. hate to cry. And I don't, I, don't, I don't like to cry. And if I'm going to cry, I would rather cry by myself. I like to cry. Yeah. It started like five years ago. When I cried for the first time in a long time, and then I was like, "Whoa, crying feels really good." <laughs> crying and then, rules. And then I just cried a lot, like like um, Bruce Willis in that Friends episode. <laughs> Wait, what? Never, never mind. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking you know what about, I'm talking and about? I'm yeah. embarrassed. Just open yes. up the floodgates. Yeah. Okay. That was one of the. That was one. Actually, I think about that because I thought I think that show, like that episode, they did it. They sort of like were pro crying for a second, and then they totally flipped it and made it into a negative thing. Men yeah. crying, and I. So it's kind of it sounds and, like friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily hold up to the. But the uh, but how it what? started was kind of beautiful. <laughs> like this idea that once you start crying, there's gonna there's just gonna be a lot in there to let out, and mm. it's uh it can be. That's it's, why you gotta hold it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> well, that's why, that's why you save it for um during the gig when you have to stop crying. Mm. Now I or I like had that problem right before the gig when you have to stop crying. Right. <laughs> when I was touring, the last big tour I did. I was, uh, there was just stuff going on in my life, but, and the music was really powerful for me and I couldn't get through a set without crying. And as a singer, it's the worst thing. Like, I don't mind crying in front of people. I wouldn't, I'm not really embarrassed about it. I mean, it's sort of embarrassing in the moment, but then afterwards I'm never embarrassed about crying. I'm way more embarrassed about the things I, like the dumb things I say because I haven't dealt with my emotions, but it's really, because your voice constricts when you're crying and you're trying not to, you know, so did you ever have you ever been on stage and been crying and you couldn't get the note out? You're like, um, I've like choked a couple of them a little bit. I had, I worked with an engineer once, um, working on on a different project, and he like he knew that the song was really, uh, like a very heavy, heavy song, and he like we did a couple takes of uh, of my voice, and he comes in and is like, aim ah. Uh, Real quick, can you like tell me a little bit more about this song? I just kind of want to get a like a better picture, and you know, framed it around wanting to get the right sounds. And turns out he just wanted to make me cry so that he mm. could get a take of me sobbing, and that's what made the record. You're not even singing; it's weird. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird. I just I just cry the whole time. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't I don't that's usually wild. I don't end up crying that hard um, during the gig. I can I'm usually like too happy. <laughs> to be doing what we're doing to cry that hard, oh, yeah. no, even if it is like a very emotional moment. Yeah, I wonder if I would be the same. I don't think I've ever had that impulse. Well, maybe I've had that impulse when I was playing with other people, but definitely that what I'm remembering is playing solo, that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So when you ask when do I, when is the next time I'm going to cry, was that like a dreading or a hopeful? Like just curious, really. Uh, <laughs> how often do you cry? In, very infrequently. Uh, very infrequently. Yeah. Okay. So it's a big deal when something when you cry. That's you're like, whew. It's not. Uh, it's been... no, it, well, it could be like it's just like I, I. I feel like I have certain triggers that will make me cry. Like in like a movie when like an old grandpa is like, "I love you, son." Like then like I'll <laughs> definitely cry. Uh, mm-hmm. Read into that what you will. And then I don't know, Mister Rogers. <laughs> when I watched the trailer for that, I was just like sobbing, and I was like, "Huh." Weird, um, but those are all alone moments. Mm. So, have you watched the new show Kidding? 
where yeah. Jim Carrey plays like a Mr. Rogers. Oh, I'd want to watch that. Michelle Gondry, the guy who did oh, yeah. Eternal Sunshine. Cool. It's oh, really it's good. Feel good. And is it cry worthy? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Gotta check it out. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. Um, a kidding and future teens. Maybe there's a maybe there's something there. You know, mm. could be some future. The movie Boyhood made me cry a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't hard. seen it. It's really it's sad. What gives you the cries, Maya, Amy? Uh, just about everything. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you want to have a good cry before we go? <laughs> I, I totally don't. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. I'm good. I almost, Dan and I were working on a new song earlier and just like talking through the lyrics and I almost started crying. Yeah, it's sad. Our new album's a lot sadder, so you might see us cry on stage more. You will see me cry on stage. Yeah. Guaranteed. Come to the gig. <laughs> yeah. Get to the gig. I'm going to cry from probably start to finish for everything that's on the new record. Looking back, I wish that I had just come on stage back in those days when I had that crying problem and just said, okay, take, hold on for a second, and then just wept openly for five minutes and then played, and it would be like, that guy... You gotta go see this show. This guy just that would have been sick. He's just gonna. Yeah. I don't know how sure long catharsis. Yeah. yeah, I just it didn't. I wasn't courageous enough as a performer. But I feel Some like performance art that it yeah. would be like Pete Townsend smashing his guitar or like mm. that thing, like a thing that happens at a show that isn't the music, but people go, mm. "Are they gonna do it this time?" I can't wait to go see that guy cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't cry every night, but I tell you, you know, if you're there at a crying show, I mean, oh, afterwards, yeah. it's like the room is totally different energetically, right? Oh, absolutely. And the guy's dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just <saying>. like Scott. <laughs> yeah, well, he needs to drink some water because he cried a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Important. That's the, It's true. Gotta stay hydrated. That is true. That is. You know what can argue with that? Yeah. Stay posy and hydrated. It's all you can really control. Yeah. That's well, a good way to stop crying. Actually, drink a lot of water. <laughs> if you, that makes you so stop you want to stop crying, or if you don't start. Right. It's a good way to not start. Just stay hydrated. Get, get eight hours of sleep. Be don't, happy. Don't fall in love with anyone ever. That's, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, that's all you really need to know. And avoid movies with grandfathers yeah. saying, I love yeah. you, son. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, well, I think I think we've tapped this synchronistic keg as, as deep as it goes. I'm praising the wheel. Well, thank you. Thank False you. idol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a, it's just a prop. It's just a prop through which synchronicity expresses itself. Well, I've had a blast getting to know you, and I am super excited to watch the meteoric rise of future teens and be able to say, "I knew him back in the basement." Like I, like we'll so still, many bands. Yeah, we might still be here. We might still be in the basement. Even if we're on the big stage, we'll be in the basement. Yeah, sure. it's convenient. Well, just to do a little business, I just want to say uh, say thanks to Starburns Industries for distributing this, and thanks to all the people who listened for listening with your attention and intention. I encourage people to listen selfishly, and I hope that all the questions that they that we asked today somehow landed in your lives in some particular way, and you were able to you know, find your own answers and your own synchronicities. And usually, I thank the studio. I guess I should thank the studio. What is their name of the studio that we're in? Um, I think it's now called, my friend named it uh, Brighton Hills West. 
Brighton Hills West, and you're gonna be a lot of times we mix this, but you but uh, you're gonna be mixing the the musical track, so you'll yes. hear this mixed the way future teens are supposed to sound. Yeah, it's gonna sound like we're in a huge stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's all overdubs. No, I asked them to try and keep it in the room, but you yeah. know we'll see. And uh, and yeah, and, just, and thanks to all the guests who came in, all your friends, and thank you each of you for hanging. I know this is. A lot of energy, four hours in the studio that's, plus. That's, that's a normal gig so. length for us. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the boss, you just, yeah, exactly. You just right. prove it all night. Yeah, go out and check out the Future Teens music. We'll be posting all the all the links and look for them coming to a town near you, especially if that town is Sioux City, Iowa. Mm-hmm. We'll, be we'll be back. We'll be back. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle.
是 good show。<笑>